time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Good to have you with us, everybody. It is Monday, January 27th, 2020. Hard to believe we're just racing through the new year. It's getting off to a great start, but we're thrilled to have you here listening to the podcast. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. In today's Hot Topics segment, we've got Scott Roller going to be with us, co-founder of VendorSurf. VendorSurf is an industry-wide vendor directory, kind of like the Google of how to find vendors in the mortgage. It's a real valuable service, and I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention, so I invited Scott to come in and talk about VendorSurf. He's also uh, now a sponsor of the podcast. But more importantly, it's a great tool for you to use. I want you to be aware of it, and I also get his perspective in the industry. I love hearing that. Uh, we, too, focus a lot on that in the first part of the year, January. And so I'm excited to have his comments in the Hot Topic segment in a little bit. We're proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. You can check out the Industry Syndicate at industrysyndicate.com. If you're a lousy speller like I can be at times, industry, got that one, syndicate, S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E. And Alice, I almost feel Alice thinking, oh, come on, Dave. People know how to spell syndicate. Alice, you don't know how bad a speller I am. What do you mean? But you do. You see some of my spelling. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, let's, let's listen shout out to uh, who do we give a listener shout out to? Well, I want to say it's fun. What Paul does, our producer and program director, he takes segments out of the various podcasts we've done and he posts them. And it's interesting how much feedback we get and how long and for how far back it goes. So February 4th. Last year, 2019, uh, we had Jeff Bodie on, who is the chairman of the board and chief executive officer for Mid-America Mortgage up in Dallas, and he made a comment that is continually getting a lot of feedback. He says, history may not repeat itself, but it oftentimes rhymes. That's a quote that is getting a lot of attention. It's really fun. We've got... Chris McAtee, who I talked to, we're going to be working on getting Chris on. I'm really excited about having him come back on as a guest. We have Brenda Clam, a host of others. James Liu is in here making comments and reactions to this. So appreciate all of you. Mark Dameron, he's always commenting on what we're posting up on, on LinkedIn. But you can go check out the LinkedIn if you're not friends with me. Connect with me, and you're going to get the notifications. There's some great ways. The nice way about that is you get to listen to excerpts. And so you will see something of interest. You'll get an excerpt and uh, of what we're talking about. If you like it, then you click on a link and you can go and listen to the full interview. Very cool. Thank you to Paul for what he does to keep this front and center in front of so many of you. Several of you say, man, you post a lot. And I said, is it too much? No, we like it. Don't stop. <laughs> anyway, love your feedback, folks, on what we're doing here at the podcast, uh, what we're covering and all of that. There's some real interesting information. Our good friend uh, Mitch Cohn, who's Director of Public Relations and Marketing Communications at Black Knight, sent over, released some information that's really interesting. On Thursday, Freddie Mac's 30 year rate, as you all know, ticked down to 3.6%. I know that's key at that. It's the lowest levels at that time in three and a half months. But here's the most important part when we see rates tick down and we're all anticipating refinances drying up in the industry, 
but it did cause for 9.4 million refinance candidates potential refinance candidates to come into the market. So it's just a slight tick, down tick. So, I mean, our refinance is dead. We'll see where that looks. But be sure to check out all the information. You can go to blackknightinc.com. Black Knight defines a refinance candidate as a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage holder with a max of 80% LTV and credit scores of 720 or higher. So who could save at least three-quarters of a percent on interest rates. So check it out. A lot of good information that Black Knight, who we're pleased to have as a sponsor, publishes. Also, I want to say a thank you to our other sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Also, I want to say to Finastra, thank you so much for being a sponsor. They're one of our platinum sponsors. They have a great product called Fusion Mortgage Bot. encourage you to check that out at their website. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, great to have them as sponsors, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. Check them out, AinsworthAdvisors.com as well as KnowledgeCube, great way to have a learning management system, as well as a Mobility RE. You want to search for loan officers? You've got to check out Mobility RE, as well as Celebrity Home Loans. Thrilled to have them, as well as Open Mortgage and Velma, Vidyard, VendorSurf, and AI Assist. Special thank you goes out to Alice, Andy Allen, and Joe. Andy could not be with us, but we have Rob Van Rapport. Can't miss the MBA Mortgage Minute. So, Rob, what do you have for us, friend? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, CFPB Director Kathy Craninger provided a letter to senior members of Congress regarding the Bureau's plans for a revised qualified mortgage standard. The letter states that the CFPB has decided to propose an amendment to move away from DTI and instead include an alternative such as pricing threshold. Craninger also indicated that the CFPB expects to extend the GSE patch for a short period to facilitate the implementation of the QM changes. The QM revisions described in the letter are consistent with detailed recommendations recently made by MBA. The CFPB is currently in the middle of a rulemaking process to address the QM standard as the GSE patch is scheduled to expire in January of 2021. MBA's IMB conference is coming up February 3rd through the 6th in New Orleans, Louisiana. Make sure to register if you haven't already at mba.org. This is the event of the year for independent mortgage bankers. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good job, Rob. Love those segments. Love the information. I'll be at the IMB if you want to meet while I'm there. Let me know. Love to see you. We've got a number of meetings already set. This could be a great conference. There's some great segments. I'll be moderating and participating in a segment, and I think you'll find it very interesting. So check out the program. I'll tell you all about it. Don't want to waste too much time on the podcast. Eric to talk about that, but be sure to check it out. We'll be there. Get registered and get to all these valuable sessions. You know, the question is, should you tie up all your time being at meetings? I schedule my meetings around the sessions, especially the general sessions, where I really want to hear what they have to say. And there's a great list of speakers. You wonder who they are? Go check it out on their website. Let's get over to Les Parker with this week's TM Spotlight and this week's macro view of the markets. Les? <coughs> Red Solo Cough. Stock Spear, you're up. We'll have no party. We'll have no party. 
TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Ainsworth Advisors. The sun set it on the great expectation for the Lunar New Year. Imagine 20 million people in the USA were quarantined during the Christmas and New Year holiday period. That's equivalent to what happened in China last week. Investors see a tepid global economy vulnerable to a pandemic and public health solution. So they run to the dollar, U.S. treasuries, and other U.S. assets. The bulls capitalized on the solo cough. Now the bears can only return if the world can proceed to stop all solo coughs. Solo coughs. Solo coughs. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Oh, good job, Les Parker and Gary Kentrabone. I love that. Good segment. I love always how he ties in what's going on in the markets. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, when the so everyone gets concerned about where things are going, we run to the U.S. dollar. That's good for us. I feel so much for the other countries that are affected by it. But we're grateful to be living here in a U.S. of A. Love that. Did you see how they chanted USA? USA when Trump walked on the field at the Super Bowl. I was just, whether you love him or hate him, I just thought it was great how we see this country, the patriotism within this country. Thank you, Les. Great job. And check out tmspotlight.com and Les's daily newsletter. It's free. You can subscribe to it. Encourage you to check it out. Joe Farr, how are you doing, my friend? Beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood right here in it Central sure Texas. Is. What do we have on the calendar Perfect. today? Um, Les was right on point. I know he did that late last week, but the coronavirus has been the market mover since yeah. then. Continued today. You know, looking at the market right now, it's been worse. The Dow's been the Dow's now down about 340 points. It's been 100 points worse than that. The 10-year Treasury's yield falling about seven basis points, and you know, it's all over the concern about not knowing where this coronavirus spread, how far it's going to spread, and how much it's going to impact economic activity. It has, you know, over the course of last week and this, it's knocked about 700 points off the Dow. And, you know, the beneficiary has been, as Les pointed out, a higher demand for safe assets. The 10-year Treasury has fallen about 20 basis points over the course of last week and today. Mortgage rates haven't Hmm. done as well as that there, but they are better by about half of that, 10 basis points or so. So, you know, it's an event that's going to continue in the marketplace, and, you know, we hope that the concern diminishes some, but uh, as long as it's out there and growing and, and without a lot of positive expectations for the ability to control it, it may continue to have uh, a big impact on the market. So we'll have to watch that. Yeah. So, Dave, you know, the recent activity on housing has been interesting. It's been mixed. Yeah. Um, last week, uh, existing home sales came out for December, and they were very good. Uh, a quick note, the existing, the existing home sales measurement is to measure closings of sales in a month. So December, existing home sales were closings for that month. This morning, the new home sales data came out, and the difference being that that's a measure of contracts signed. And right. contracts signed in December were not as good as expected. Uh, it's surprised to the downside investors expected an increase in December from November, and instead November was revised lower, and December didn't even match up to that revised number. So it's hmm. a bit of a change, a bit of a surprise. And go ahead and jump to this week. We have pending home sales. Now, pending home sales is a measure more like new home sales, but it deals with previously owned homes. So pending home sales will be measuring contracts signed to buy previously owned homes. And 
We'll see if it shows less strength as the new home sales data did. So that's in the week ahead. So, you know, the uncertainty, as I mentioned, of the coronavirus is going to continue to weigh on the market. Look for it to impact, impact things as as positive news comes out, we may see a reversal of, of the improvement that we had seen previously. So just look for a lot of volatility, I think, while this thing is, you know, people are figuring it out. Uh, during the week this week, we have a lot of data and we have yeah, a, a Fed meeting. So yep. when you look at uh, tomorrow, we've got consumer confidence and durable orders. I mentioned pending home sales. They come out on Wednesday. First look at fourth quarter GDP will come out during the week. It's expected to show a growth rate in the fourth quarter of about 1.8%, and that'd be down a little bit from the third quarter. Then we have the core consumer, core PCE, the personal consumption expenditures for December. They'll come out on Friday. Brexit happens. You know, all the talk that we've had and all (laughs) the concern that the market's expressed, you know, it's coming up on Friday and it's hardly even even an issue. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's expected on Friday. I don't think much is expected from that. I think all the questions have been ironed out. Uh, you know, there's going to be some, you know, getting used to things. And, and I know both U.S. is going to get into a trade negotiation with Great Britain as well as with the EU. So mm-hmm. all those things are going to create more activity, more things to do, and, and the chance for some market disruption, but certainly not the fearful event that uh, everyone expected for so many years. After all is said and done, there was just not much impact of it yet, at least at this point. We'll no. see. We shall see. We'll yeah. see. Could be a volatile week, but let's hope things become better known about this coronavirus and, and it is identified as a less significant event than what happened with the SARS virus, and that really was a bad event. Yeah, it's also interesting the impeachment trial. I was I was looking at some statistics on the viewership of the impeachment trial. Do you know it's the lowest? People don't seem to be paying any attention to it. They don't want it. Now, maybe with Bolden issue coming up here, there'll be a little more attention to it. It'll be a little spike up. But soap operas draw more viewers than the pizza <laughs> trial. Can you believe that? That's just that kind of thing. That's why that's probably not having the view in the market. Yeah. After watching the impeachment hearings for a couple of days, I can understand why so few people are watching it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway, could go on and on about it. Anyway. Joe, thank you so much. Good to have you here. You're welcome. We're going to take a quick break, run over to Scott Gordon of Open Mortgage, talking about the science of sales. Scott? What's your story? We live in the information age. Anything you wish to know is just a Google search away. Information, however, is not knowledge and does not lead to understanding. Stories are what lead us to understanding and make sense of a chaotic world. To many of our customers and partners, the mortgage process is chaos. Agents, FISBOs, titles, closing, credit scores, debt-to-income ratios, appraisals, and inspections. Ever have a confused customer barrage you with questions? Answer a question only to have another and another thrown your way? Your customer is looking at the pieces, not the whole picture. This is your opportunity to tell a story. Storytelling increases information retention and understanding up to 70% as opposed to a 5 to 10% retention from facts and information not woven together into the form of a story. In the coming messages, I'll be giving you the essential elements you need in order to craft the best stories for your customers and for you. If this sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. 
Good job, Scott Gordon. Appreciate it. Check out Scott Gordon's website. And I should say Scott and Tana Gordon. They own the company together. They do a great job. And I love what they do in marketing. The marketing department is just such a good group. Anyway, shout out to them. Thank you so much for being a sponsor. Be sure to check out their website. Alice Alvey is here with us. So good to have you here, Alice. Alice is CMB, Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage. And she's got the legislative update for this week. Before we get into that, Alice, I'm thinking about Brexit. I'm thinking about the whole thing. Your mom's from England, is she not? Is she British? Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. And yes. we're, Nancy and I are going to go, my wife and I are going to be going to jolly old England here in February, flying on, I think, on the 12th. And we're going to be there for a week, and we're going to Broughton Hall, Broughton Hall Estate, celebrating the birthday of a friend of ours. And it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. So I'll be thinking of you, thinking, who do I know in England? I've got to get some tips. So make call you oh, mom, yeah. some ideas of where course, to go. Yeah, of course, when I go, uh, you know, I've been several times with mom and family because uh, I have quite a bit of family over there and in France. And there, uh, I love the countryside there. There's, it's, uh, yeah. I, so I'm not usually in London. It's often the... Austin Hills out near Surrey. That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're heading south down by the coast and then heading north up to this castle or this estate place where we're staying. It's pretty pretty good to be pretty fun. But let's get back to U.S. here and talk about the legislative update. What do you have uh, for us well, this fine day? It, we have a few things. It's interesting because I was looking at how much has Congress actually done this year since they're kind of tied <laughs> up with things right now. Yeah, yeah all distracted. All paying attention to other stuff, yeah, which in a way is a good thing, right, that we're not the focal point. Yeah. And there really has only been, there was only one law related to us in mortgage banking that passed in 2019, and that was the VA seasoning rule that we had. In the 2017-2019, there was none. In because remember, for those of you who need right. a refresher, it's always a two-year window for the, yep. the session of Congress. Uh, the year before that, there were two. The session before that, there were two. You have to go all the way back to between during the meltdown, right? So between 2007 and 2009, oh, yeah. there were 89 bills presented, and in that session, 57 of them were passed, and then in the following session, another 33. So. We ended up, you know, during that time getting more than our fair share. So we're very happy that we're, you know, we have very little going on. So the big attention is focused on, as Rob mentioned in his report, Kathleen Kraninger, current mm-hmm. head of the CD, CFPB, reporting on the QM provision discussions. So she sent a letter to Congress, and that's been in the news over the last week. So essentially, they're at least listening to the idea of dropping a DTI as part of the threshold for would something, would a loan be a qualified mortgage. For me, this is all still talk, right? You know, it's great that there was a coalition between all the industries, including Credit Unions Bank and the Mortgage Bankers Association, that everybody got together and said, you know, can we get rid of the DTI? But the fact remains is there's still a lot of discussion I think the best news was that they are going to try and align the patch, right? So the fact that Fannie and Freddie have this exemption, they're going to align that that patch will be extended until we get this solved or until one of the, either Fannie or Freddie comes out of conservatorship. So out of all the talk going on between getting rid of a DTI or considering a seasoning component in this, that is all just fluff until we actually see something in writing. What I like is at least their target for all of this is that they're going to keep that aligned. If they were to split those two and we lost the patch 
and oh. they didn't fix DTI, we would really have some challenges to get loans through. So uh, that's the good news is those are going to stay aligned. And last but not least, Dave, you had asked about the CFPB SELA law case that is coming in yes. through the Supreme Court. There was a friend of the court letter that was filed January 22nd. So this essentially lists all the Amici slash friends, the people who know about Dodd-Frank and have the history, and it pulls together the whole briefing of the case. So that was filed, and the Supreme Court will hear oral arguments starting on March 3rd. I March, couldn't okay. guess how long those will take, but it's March 3rd, yeah. And then we won't hear back on their opinion until probably at least predictions now are about June. Yeah, that's so good. That's that could be a biggie. Soup. Could yeah. it be a biggie? Big, big well, biggie. If, then they, I mean, if they do rule, if they do rule that it is unconstitutional, what happens to all of us immediately is all these 18-ish laws that are out there that the CFPB inherited all would go back to their prior regulators. So for those of us in the industry, we'd be back mm-hmm. to, okay, I have to deal with HUD on this one. I have to deal with the Fed yep. on this one. I have to deal with FDIC on that one. You know, it would just all become split again until they solved and probably kept challenging things. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 if you do the pro-con list on that, the Ben Franklin T-chart of the pro-con list, on that whole discussion, it's really interesting where that could end up. And, you know, we all complained about CFPB and how we came about and Dodd-Frank and all that. And now that we're here, it's like, okay, we're here. Going back to having – I have to go find that slide. I had a slide back when CFPB was forming, but they brought in, I think it was like 14, 13 or 14 various governing regulatory bodies and put them all in CFPB. How do you unwind that? And go back right. to, I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm going, the, the complexity of going back is one, and we all knew that. It's kind of like, okay, it's like healthcare. I mean, when you, when you try to go backwards, you can't recreate that. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll yeah. be fascinating. One thing is constitutionality of this thing, and then another thing is what's the next iteration. So The other part that would be a challenge is the, we, did, we didn't get a lot of enforcement then, so maybe that contributed to some of the challenges, mm-hmm. right? So when it's mixed in with the other duties of those agencies, how much enforcement uh, do we get? And it would also change UDAP. So oh, yeah. uh, it would change that because that became a new component. And if that goes away, uh, you'll, you'll hear a lot from Congress to kind of fill those, any gaps, okay. that's for sure. I love the fact that we have so many new list, new to the industry people that are listening to this podcast. We just had someone ask the question, what the heck is UDAP? They didn't oh. spell it quite right. So we use all these acronyms. So Alice, would you explain to this yes. new person to the industry and one of our listeners what UDAP is? Yeah, and you know, even folks who are very experienced sometimes, so I apologize for that. I should spell that out. So the unfair, deceptive, and abusive acts and practices. So this was expanded, so U-D-A-A-P, for unfair and deceptive acts and practices, and and abusive. So abusive was the new word that was added after the meltdown, after the Great Recession. And uh, so that, you know, that, according to some, as you look at the way if they unwind, again, depending on how much gets unwound, that particular law would be impacted. Thank you. 
That person just wrote back and says, thanks, Alice. Appreciate it. You're love welcome. Your, love your segment. <laughs> I'm learning so much. So they all love you. They love the radio podcast, too. It's all the way through. But thank you, Alice. Really appreciate it. Say hi to Bill and Al and everyone there at Union Home. I appreciate sure you being a part of this podcast all these years. Ten over ten years. Wow. So much good. Yes. Appreciate it. Let's get over to Alan Pollack, my good friend who has got this week's weekly tech update for us. Alan, how you doing? How's things in Florida? Oh, I'm doing great. I actually, um, and hello, I actually moved this week. I'm at my uh, my office in West Palm Beach, Florida, and it ah. went from 60 degrees to 75.80, so it feels great. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, saw, I saw an article where Florida open season on pythons in there, and they brought in all these, I mean, there was like 300 people got licensed to go hunt pythons, and you saw the size of these pythons. You don't want to... Wow. It was just, Google that one. Take a look at the size of these pythons. I mean, some are measuring 13 feet in length. You know, 60, I think the heaviest one was 64, 66 pounds. I mean, it's crazy. You look at a snake and how big that is yeah. and how many of them. And they're, they're really messing with the, with the ecosystem there. So anyway, I thought of you when I read that article. Stay away from yeah, the thanks. swamps. Yeah, it, <laughs> Get away. So interesting stuff going on, right? Super Bowl week. I know everybody's waiting for the for the quick in the loans spot, Super oh, Bowl spot they have every year. Well, this year apparently Aquaman Jason Momoa he's going to do it in the privacy of his own home. Uh, he has a microphone and a hairbrush, so that's all I know. Uh, so we'll find out next uh-huh. weekend or this coming weekend. We'll, oh, we'll see what the big ad was. I don't know if Keegan is still if um, if Keegan's still part of it like he was last year, but we will uh, we'll definitely uh, find out. So moving on. You know, Scott, uh, you and Scott are going to be chatting a little bit later, and there's a topic that I'm going to bring up next week because today I want to finish off on financial literacy, but I want to talk about partnership, vendor mm. partnerships. I was listening That's to the good. Breaking Bad, Breaking Banks podcast this weekend, David, and uh, by the way, one. for anyone that doesn't listen to it and you're interested more in the banking side, you want to listen to this one. Uh, anyways, they had a great topic just about strategy and vendor partnerships. And do you partner and, or don't you? And a lot of banks were looking at it as their strategy. And the conversation was about it really isn't the strategy. It's a tool or a way to get to your strategy. And unfortunately, there's a lot of small community banks and credit unions that have a lot of difficulty and they can't just go partner because they don't have the right infrastructure to support the partnership. So we'll talk about that next week because I, I think it goes way beyond just banks and credit unions. And partnership. So, um, Scott, thank you for being here today, and uh, it would be great to hear some, uh, some of your feedback. So, David, one quick thing in the news, and then I want to talk about financial literacy. This one was kind of interesting. Uh, Qualia, they are a company. They're in Austin, Texas, actually, right by you. Popular company that deals with uh, title insurance. They are a real estate closing company, and what they just created is a, is a product called Qualia Post. It's a new solution designed it streamlines the lender's transaction. And so what they're doing is they're offering the automating automation of the post-closing process in a secure portal. And by the way, we've talked about part of this because of wire fraud and right, all the other reasons that you need to have a secure post-closing, uh, a secure portal. Well, this post-closing process handles the collection of all the dig- digital and physical trailing documents that may occur and it receives automated emails. It's got a whole workflow process built into Hmm. it. So very interesting. Qualia, you want to check that out. You can just Google it. They're in Austin, Texas. So TD Bank, 
right? This is getting into financial literacy. TD Bank did a first-time homebuyer survey that was just announced today. And what it basically says is, hey, first-time homebuyers are preparing to dive into the housing market this year. And they say that 75%, three in four, admit that they're overwhelmed by the process. That's a big number, right? 75%. Wow. They said, nevertheless, 88% believe it's a good time to buy a home. And 52% are already active. And now here's wow. the interesting part. They spoke to this, these numbers come from 850 millennials that are looking to buy a home this year in 2020. The ages range from 23 to 38. And despite hmm. an intent to purchase in the next 12 months, almost mo- well, most of them have not taken the steps to prepare financially. Only half say that they have even started for a down payment. And only 53% have even reviewed their credit report. And even, even more, David, 42% said they've established a budget for their home purchase, but only 30% have even spoken to a mortgage lender. So when you think ah, about that, some opportunity there. what we talked yeah. about, there really is a mm-hmm. need. And, and yes, general financial literacy, but also on the mortgage side. So I was doing a yep. little more research and I saw Bank of America just actually announced a new video series for homebuyers. It's called the First Time Homebuyer Online Edu Series. And it's a six-episode video on demand uh, aimed at newcomers to the home purchasing pursuit. And it talks Uh, about everything from how to pre-qualify, how to find the right home, how to apply, even how to close the loan. Why is this important? Because we should all be doing this. And why am I saying it on a technology segment? Because we can continue to invest in every little feature. We can continue to invest in every partnership. But unless we provide education to the folks that are going to come use our technology, Unless we make our technology work for those types of people, adoption of our technology and all the money we spend, is we're not going to see an ROI on that. So very, very important. And then just one last thing I'll end on, David. America's Bank has actually aimed out to reach 1 million minds. ABA started a brand new foundation this year in 2020, and they're calling on all banker volunteers to register for a range of successful industry-wide programs. Basically, what they're doing is called Teach the Children to Save. And they're asking a bank, and we have a lot of banks that listen to this podcast. Yes, we do. Financial institutions to go to a school and put time in and help teach them how to save, what savings about, how to buy a car, how they're going to buy a home, and start the wheel moving of teaching financial literacy to, to our youth. So lots of great stuff there. You know, we almost should think about, David, maybe you and I will chat a podcast on financial literacy and how we can help others. But anyways... Looking forward to hearing about Bender Surf, and uh, that's all for today. Good job. Appreciate it. I was thinking about the Breaking Banks podcast. You're the one that brought this to my attention last year. Yes. And you said, especially we're talking about Finaster, and we're getting into their thanking them for their sponsorship. Yeah. And Martin Herrig, uh, who is the chief marketing officer there, uh, came on, and you said, if you wonder, you should listen to this guy, like, and you brought it on the podcast, and you said, listen to what the – if there's any question about who's going to be a leader in the marketplace, go listen to this. And you, you were so right. Things he talked about there is what we're seeing, and now the new trends are going so much that way. So great job on calling out Breaking Banks. Check it out, breakingbanks.com. You can go Google the Finastra one. It's a great one to listen to. And thanks. Appreciate it. Alan, good job. Talk to you. So. All right, friend. Have a good one. I know you got to run as well. Have a blessed rest of your week. Look forward to having you back here next week.
All right, you want to get a hold of Alan, email him, Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at tms-advisors.com. Thanks, Alan, for the weekly technology Thanks, update. Appreciate you. Finastra, I just want to encourage you to go check out their website, look at their mortgage bot, their mobile app. Again, you get branded around your fonts, you brand it around your color schemes, your everything. Makes it look totally around you. It's a straightforward app that helps you know, banks, independent mortgage bankers, credit unions compete with the big banks out there. And I think the big you know, companies that have like Quicken that have so much budget for their technology. So you do not have to be left out. Best of all, it's faster. <laughs> I like this phrase they use. It's faster than a rocket. Check them out. Appreciate it. I can also go to our website at Lickin' On Lending and check out advertisers for all they have. Andy Shell couldn't be with us today. The Profit Doctor is out. I think he's speaking or training. I mean, you know, he trains CPAs or to trains. He, he actually, he does a continuing education. I need it's either that or another webinar with the MBA. Whatever it is, we wish Andy and Teresa and the MBS team a um, great week. And Andy, we'll look forward to getting your comments up on the website. This ends our weekly update of what's going on in the industry. Stay tuned if you're already dialed in and are connected in via the website. We're going to get right into our hot topic segment. But for those of you who are listening on a downloaded basis, just click on to the next podcast and you'll hear the hot topic segment. We break it into two segments so that the podcast, when you're listening to it on a download basis, broken up into two segments. Makes it a little bit easier from a time commitment. So just move on to there. So. Thank you to our sponsors, Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, the MBA, the Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, Ainsworth Advisors, Knowledge Group, Mobility RE, Celebrity Home Loans, Open Mortgage, Velma, Vidyard, VendorSurf, and AI Assist. Folks, great to have you with us. Have a great week and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.